0: Hello and welcome to this episode two hundred and eighty-one of the Active Photographer Podcast. I'm Giles Babbage, and of course you are, as ever, very, very welcome. Now I am, of course, in my hammock once again. It's oh around about quarter to four on a Friday afternoon, and I'll be honest, I'm feeling lovely and relaxed. It hasn't been that way throughout the whole of my week. I'll be honest. Um, I shan't elaborate, but it's been. Do you know? It's been a, a an an odd mix this week there's been a lot of stuff which has been very trying uh, but there's been a lot of stuff which has been very positive very productive I've actually got a lot done in amongst everything else I've you know I've I've paced myself and and worked through it pretty well but in amongst all of that as I've been going through things um, and I'll allude to some examples along the way here I've kind of been thinking about that age-old expression all gear and no idea you know this i this 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 idea that you can have all the best equipment the best cameras the best uh lenses lighting computers editing software all of that stuff but unless you know how to get the best out of it or not even the best just you know some some half decent results you know why have you got why why (laughs) why why use that equipment now you know I, I like I said I'm going to allude to some examples and, and one of the first um, anecdotes I want to give you is about something that happened oh, many years ago I was um, stood on a beach and I was pretty close to the water's edge and I was photographing an extreme sports event and it was uh, the surfing or was it, uh, surfing or windsurfing uh, I think it was windsurfing actually and You know, getting some pretty nice uh, pictures and what have you. And I think at the time I was, oh, I was probably shooting on a Nikon D2H, for those of you that are are interested in that sort of thing. And, or possibly a D3, I forget. Um, But I stood there, and this chap sort of was just alongside from me. And I, I looked across, and you know, not to be rude, I said hi, and we started chatting. And we, I forget now, we, we started talking about the cameras, and it was probably in regards to you know, the pulling power of our lenses, how close we were able to get to the, the people out doing their thing on the water. And he had, at the time, what was the, the old top-of-the-range uh, Canon, which would have been an um, EOS 1D Mark two or something or other i I forget now um and i said oh you know it's a nice setup and we're talking about the frame rate and all this sort of thing and he said oh well of course you know i'm i'm gonna surely be getting the such and such like the mark three or whatever it was i said oh okay so um who are you shooting for you know you you hear like like a lot of us you hear for a magazine or you um you know, um, shooting for one of the sponsors or something. And he said, "No, no, I'm I'm just here taking pictures for myself." I said, "Oh, okay, that's fair play. You know, if you a hobby and you know, that's that's great. People spending their money on their hobby, nothing wrong with that, of course." And I said, "Oh, so what what do you do? I guess you kind of make some nice big." Um, images to go on your wall or something and he he said no yeah I, I, I don't really print them out much i look at them on my computer and maybe i'll print out some six by four inch uh, little prints now and then i was like oh okay so i was quite surprised he says yeah but of course you know the the, the one that the, the camera tab is like the, the whatever the mark three and i said to him i said why why do you want that and i i, I always remember I said to him, you know, what is it about that camera then that you're not getting the results that you want? And his his answer was literally, oh, well, it's the one to have, isn't it? Now, this was a guy who, by his own admission, was taking pictures which were, if they were printed, were going to be so small that you wouldn't get the benefit of the the quality of the the sensor in that camera and, and so forth other than that he was just looking on his computer which because of the resolution of the the screens and certainly as it was back then i mean things are a bit you know a lot better now but there was no way that for his requirements he had a need for that amount of technology now like i say i don't have any problem with people spending their money on whatever equipment they want it's it's a free world you can do whatever you want but there was a prime example of someone that you know went along with this idea of oh it's the one to have all gear and no idea and i i've I've had conversations with other people where they were about to spend like i don't know three four grand on a new camera body and i said oh you know so what are you looking to shoot because they, they came and asked me some advice and when we got chatting i said save like do yourself a favor save the money if anything put it towards the the lens, you know you should always spend more on good quality glass than the camera body like in terms of um percentage you know so seventy thirty get the 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 decent glass and long story short, he ended up buying a really good example second hand um of a camera which I had been using. Which wasn't the very latest. But he was delighted with the results. He was even more delighted. By the fact that he'd saved all that money. (laughs) Um, And you know. But he was willing to. You know it was only opinion. It was only conversation that we were having. But he took that on board. Looked across all of. Everything like the requirements versus the money versus the the system he was buying into and all the rest of it, and he came to the conclusion that actually he he could save himself two and a half three thousand pounds and get something um and I dare say that the money that he saved he was able to put towards um other things, which is great um but there is there is this you know there's a real snobbery within so many industries. About what camera you've got, what lenses uh, with the outdoor world, what um, what tent do you use, what what hammock setup, what um, walking boot, what bike do you ride? I mean, this has gone on for for years. It's not a not a new thing. But this past week, I've been creating some content and um, thinking about the way that I do that now a lot of you all know this and it's no secret I actually haven't updated my camera gear for quite some time um, you know I haven't really seen a need to the sort of imagery I've been shooting the quality is still absolutely great with the kit that I've got I have other um, commitments where my money's had to be going and, and blah 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 Um. and if you remember last on last week's show, I was talking about um, my YouTube channel giving it a reboot, and sure enough, I recorded something on my old Canon G Seven X uh, point and shoot, and the quality is still fantastic, certainly for YouTube or on the blog or whatever. Um, and I sat down to edit it, and I I was using um iMovie I used to use Final Cut Pro but I uh, I went drop down to, to iMovie I just found that it worked just as well and for my needs and I put it together it's a, a quite short like two or three minute thing and can I get it to save like when I go on the drop down file share save file it just uh, the program just keeps shutting down now some of you computer boffins will probably say, oh yeah, I've seen this a lot, this is what the, the reason is, da-da-da. If that's you, then please get in touch, let me know. Um, my computer has needed a bit of a clean-out, I'll be honest, there's a lot of fastness. So I've made a point of doing that. There should be, from what I can tell, there should be plenty of me- uh, memory space, whatever, for that action to complete, without any problem at all. It's not a heavy, like um data rich file that I was trying to create anyway that was that so park that to one side in the meantime I was watching some youtube videos just to do with um there's a guy uh in america uh, sorry not in america in australia who's uh, an an artist and illustrator and his stuff is very entertaining and um he was talking about oh he did a in fact, what I'll do is I'll link in the show notes um, to the video. He was doing a walk around of his studio and just talking a little bit about the equipment that he uses. And it's talking about the uh, like the the video cameras he uses to create his YouTube content. Um, obviously, talking about like the workspace where he you know sets up and the the studio sets that he's created and, and all that sort of thing and he he was showing the i suppose what you'd call the editing suite, this room which had I think three workstations cause he has some people that work uh with him to put the content together and he was talking about uh now what was it called da Vinci, which I'm not sure if I've heard of before it's um a video editing uh sort of software and basically what i've come to to realize i was listening to his you know what he was saying and he seems to think it's very good even the free version which is you know um essentially very good and can can do incredible professional results um i thought what i'd do is i'd actually download this and because the video that i put together was so small i could probably replicate it very uh, simply in that uh, so you will notice that me having uh, me having said, oh yes, the video will be linked in the show notes. Um, if you went back and looked at the time of recording, which is the end of the week, the video link is not there. But what I'm planning on doing over the weekend is having a bit of play, creating that video file, uploading it, and I will link in the show notes to this show and last week's. So it should all be <laughs> it should all be uh, up to speed Um, but you know I was was thinking about a lot of the content that I share equally that a lot of other people share very successfully on their social media it doesn't have to be like IMAX quality if we're talking about getting a message out there you know creating the quantity to keep the message going myself included i know plenty of people who shoot the majority of their stuff on their phone now you know when i'm obviously think about it when you're if you're on instagram for example and you're out and about doing your thing you're not going to what well, most people are not going to shoot some video on a, a dslr or whatever and then transfer it laterally across to their phone upload from their phone onto instagram yes you can do that yes there's a, a time and a place for that but the great majority of content and the great majority of the time we don't do that we shoot it in the instagram format the vertical format natively in the app and then share it almost immediately or um you know after a bit of fiddling around with it whatever and do people look at it and go, oh, well, that clearly wasn't shot on a Sony such and such. No, they don't care. It's about, the, quant- uh, it's about the, the, the content within those videos. Now, for what it's worth, I use an app every single day on my iPhone. It's called Video Leap. And I will link to it in the show notes. It is incredible. Like, the, the power for editing that it offers is is staggering for a mobile app. Now, I believe they as far as I'm aware they don't do a free version anymore. Um I wouldn't like to say for sure but I'm pretty certain that they they did away with the free version. Um but check it out, see see what you think. You know, so there's just these a number of examples already um through this week where you know i've I've been sitting and evaluating the way I do things, and um i'll I'll let you know in in a little while um in the coming week or so about some stuff that's coming up um and for this stuff that I'm creating it's it's aimed at people that are of course wanting to use photography to get noticed and this is where i I'm sure I'll upset a lot of photographers. Uh, professional photographers, rather than me saying, "Oh, hire me, hire me," you know, I still shoot pictures for people. I, of course, I do. I love doing that. um But a lot of people, more and more and more, are wanting to create the pictures themselves for whatever reason, share them themselves. Um, it depends the level that you're you're looking at, or the yeah. Okay, that's that's probably too vague. There there is a time and a place for getting professional imagery. And it's not just about hiring a photographer to press the button, of course. it's, It's all the stuff that goes behind it, the years of experience, the technical proficiency and all this sort of thing. But there are a lot of people that, for their requirements, shooting on their phone or a point and shoot or their own DSLR or mirrorless or whatever is absolutely perfect for their needs it's not for everyone but for them it is spot on and you know i'm, I'm going to use an example so from the outdoor world i'm sat here in my hammock okay the hammock that i've got at the moment is the uh eno uh single nest and it's it's been on review for a long time i'm just about uh the write-up doing the write-up there um and you know what it's not the most expensive hammock they're about 59 pounds i think or thereabouts um you know but it's a great little hammock you could go to decathlon and for just under 10 pounds you can get a hammock if you're just messing around in your garden or if you're doing you just want to test the waters um of hammocking you know it's it's a lot of trial and error and sort of suck it and see see you know the the different setup and so forth you could spend that sort of money 10 pounds and just go out find two trees or two anch- sturdy anchor points in your garden that are not going to collapse or anything um And that is a low barrier to entry. You can be hammocking for that little amount of money. Now, when you're sat there in your hammock, or as I am at the moment, you know, I'm I'm looking around me, there is not a soul around here. Do you think it really matters whether I'm using a £10, a £59, a £159, whatever hammock? of course it doesn't now there is something to be said a bit like paying a photographer you know you as you go up the price in equipment you get more refined uh maybe materials or stitch work or um uh, you know various various uh things but if you, if it's about people knowing what equipment you use well when you're in a woodland isn't it more important just to be comfortable rather than worrying that if someone happens to come by they go oh wow did you spend 69 pounds on that did you pay 100 pounds for that it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter and so let's bring this back down to photography again you know all gear and no idea one of the things that people often say to me is that they don't know where to start when it comes to using photography to get their message across to connect uh, successfully with their audience and you know very often the most difficult bit is starting so whether you're going to hire a photographer or whether you're going to do it yourself you've got to have that solid idea to begin with to know what you're going to photograph or what you're going to ask someone to photograph and you know on on the the programs that i have where i work with people it's offering the support it's talking through the bigger picture about um you know how we're using photography the way that you know say say you're a <clears throat> you're an outdoor brand and you want to target a particular type of consumer you have to understand what they want and if your product fits that or your service fits that, well then that's obviously is great, but your photography needs to be uh illustrating or rather addressing the um, the the need that they have now excuse me, I'm feeling ever so slightly distracted because i can hear something and I, after last week where <laughs> where there was a deer came fairly close i'm kind of i'm, I'm kind of on the lookout <laughs> but i'll tell you what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna switch this recorder into my other hand and i'm just gonna get my phone and i'm gonna open up my oops, my instagram uh account and i'm going to have a look at the last bunch of pictures that i've got now i would encourage you i'll I'll link to my instagram uh obviously in the show notes if you look at you look at my profile and at the time of recording it says uh babbage it says helping outdoor and active lifestyle specialists get clarity tell their story and promote using photography Should read, promote themselves using photography, but there's only so many characters that you can uh, use. Um, Visibility coach, photographer, Hamaka. Now, when you look at my pictures, I think we addressed this last week, you know, this idea of understanding your audience and being, uh, that was it. I was talking about, do you belong? Is it obvious that you belong within the community that you serve? You know if you were to look at my pictures, and you are an outdoor brand, you could essentially take the, um, the notion behind the pictures, and replicate them with your product or service in mind, you know, so there are some here, some pictures which talk about um, a bit of kit and looking forward to seeing how it performs there's me uh on a street uh, by a stream on a a summer's day you know talking about um that there's stuff to do with dehydrated food because i do my own home dehydration uh for my my meals for when i come out in in the woods like this um there's you know there was um some time ago there was a a picture i shared where I was talking about a a significant goal that i uh hit, and that was uh somewhat accidentally I hit um ten just over ten and a half uh k when I was running, and I was expecting to do a five k but I kept on going i did ten k but again if you are you know if you're a a running brand for example or if you're an athlete you know. You can take that idea talking about everyone likes to feel that they are hitting goals and moving forward and, and all that sort of thing and virtually all of the pictures on my instagram and you know there are quite a few of them virtually all of those pictures were shot on my phone they were edited um in like natively in my phone now when i say edited i don't do lots of editing work on them usually it's just putting a bit of extra contrast in there or it could be just making the blacks uh like essentially the black channel a little bit richer um but you know everything was done on my instagram account basically everything was done on my phone i'm sat here and i've got uh the original Manfrotto B3 Carbon tripod next to me. I'll link to the, uh, that in the show notes again. That's great. So wonderful uh, little tripod. But when it comes to it, when I have needed to support my camera or my phone over the years, I have done all sorts of things just to secure the device. make it steady so that i can say be in the picture or have it without any potential camera shake or any movement i've used uh i've i've put my phone wedged my phone in a tree with a charging cable (laughs) wrapped around it to stop it falling um i've used bungee cords i've used all manner of things to get the result does the viewer look at the results and say, oh, well, I wonder if he used a, you know, top-of-the-line tripod? No, of course they don't. People don't care about what equipment you use if they enjoy the content. The people that do care, and there's nothing wrong with this, the people that do care are those that are genuinely interested in, in the tech and uh, kit side of things. Which is why, you know, I from time to time talk about the kit I'm using and I'll go a bit more in depth and and so forth. Like, where I am now. Bear with me. Got a little bug on me. Where I am now, the most important thing in terms of my setup is that I've got two sturdy trees which aren't shifting. They're not really moving you know, when I sit here, I lie here and I'm looking straight up to the sky. I'm looking for what's known as widow makers, which are loose branches, which if they fell, could really do some damage. Um You know, that's the most important thing. The hammock is nice and comfortable, of course, but you've got to have those those trees to begin with. Now, if I didn't mention this and... I just said to you, oh, hi, I'm in the hammock and I'm recording these thoughts. Welcome to the show. It doesn't make any difference to you. It doesn't change the experience. Like, I could be here in a super-duper top-of-the-line, super-expensive arrangement and the audio, the thoughts that I'm sharing, would be identical if I was in... You know, just like an old bed sheet knotted up and um, (laughs) and, and strung between two trees. So, the message for this week's show, you know, is this idea. All gear and no idea. Um, Don't be so consumed. You know, I was talking um, earlier uh, on Facebook to some people today. And I was talking about limiting beliefs the stuff we tell ourselves the the barriers we put up and you know how that can be if you let it it can get to such a point that it stops you moving forward either in yourself or in your business um and that's a whole separate topic but you know don't let a lack of equipment be an excuse For not successfully connecting with your audience. You know I've been involved in photography for a very long time. And when I look at the cameras that I shot on years ago. Versus what we have now available to us. It is worlds apart. Worlds apart. Bear in mind that when I first became a professional photographer. Which is some 18 years ago. Uh, there wasn't even such a thing as digital. <laughs> I shot on film. I shot on medium format, actually, for those photographers amongst you. Um, you know, I shot on medium format film. Ten shots on a roll. Had to get it processed. Had to get the contact sheets. Um, you know, latterly we would scan the negatives or the slides. Um, you know, but to to digitise them but even before that you know it's oh it's a different world it's a different world but when i look at the quality of the imagery from back there yes the <clears throat> the physical quality of the pictures is in certain examples you know inferior just because of the technology but that was what we had available to us at the time ironically enough of course with um with film being becoming popular again in an enthusiast capacity there are now filters and apps available for your phone which very cleverly mimic the the qualities of specific films like uh fuji velvia or kodak Portra, for example um from you know some of them are still available available but certainly from the past so people that want that quality of those old film pictures, but on their digital images coming out of their phone, is really quite interesting. Um, but you know, just just be aware of that. Be aware of it. Don't make excuses. Whatever you have available to you, use it and use it to your absolute most potential. Okay, the idea is is bigger than the equipment that makes it happen you know you've got to have that solid idea and you will be able to produce the content that you want so as ever the show notes for this week's show and all other shows are available at theactivephotographer.com or if you're listening to this on your phone um, you'll be able to find the show notes if you're looking uh, listening through an app uh if you'd like to get in touch with my with me directly of course i'm all over social media but mostly check me out on instagram you can send me a dm or a follow or whatever you want to do uh if you'd like to oh and i'm at giles babbage on there if you'd like to send me a good old fashioned email you're more than welcome to do that giles at the and, yeah, if you've got any questions or anything you'd like me to talk about or uh, anything you'd like to comment, then, yeah, please do get in touch. It's always nice to to extend the conversation. So that's it for this week. Whatever you're up to, uh, wherever you are, have a lovely, lovely week and I'll speak to you all very, very soon. Take care.